0: You are listening to the Sound the War Cry podcast, episode 54. The time to prepare is now. Will you be ready to take care of yourself and your family should disaster strike? Are you spiritually prepared to lead your family and handle life's problems? This is a preparedness podcast with the intent and focus to help you go through the last days with hope and courage as we watch society crumble and collapse. Each week, you will be given more knowledge to act upon. With faith and motivation, you can accomplish the impossible and look forward with confidence, hope, and joy as we usher in the return of our Savior Jesus Christ. We are His watchmen, and we are sounding the war cry. Welcome back to the Sound the War Cry podcast. I am your host, Heather Mitchell. And on this podcast, we talk about how we can prepare for disaster or emergencies that could happen in our areas. Also, we're preparing spiritually. We're preparing to usher in the second coming of the Savior. And that is going to entail that we put some effort into our own spiritual Practice daily, and we work on a strong mindset because when disaster strikes or things happen, the first thing that goes in a lot of people is their brain function. They just aren't thinking clearly, they are irrational, they're panicking. And so, this is where your spiritual practice and your practice with meditation and deep breathing is really going to help you to have a calm mindset when disaster strikes. For today's podcast, Episode We're going to talk about 72 hour kits, and I don't want you to wait for a disaster to happen in order for you to start prepping your 72 hour kit. This is something you need to have for each member of your family right away. Okay, now a 72 hour kit is also known as a go bag or a bug out bag, it's a collection of essential items that individuals and families assemble in advance to prepare for emergencies and disasters. So the concept of having a 72-hour kit dates back to the early 20th century. But the practice gained widespread popularity in the late 20th century. So in the aftermath of Hurricane Andrew, which devastated Southern Florida in 1992, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, known as FEMA, and other disaster response organizations began to advocate for families to prepare for disasters by assembling a 72-hour kit. And these kits typically include items such as non-perishable food, water, first aid, supplies, flashlights, and a radio. Now, I just did a presentation not too long ago for a group of of about 100 people where I had some slides and I brought all my 72-hour kits for each member of my family, kind of spread it out on a table to show people what I keep in there. There's basic, And then there's advanced. So with the basic, we will go over those items. And then the advanced, we will show you what you can add to your 72-hour kit. And I have been involved in emergency preparedness fairs um, for the past two years where I had my own booth set up for 72-hour kits. So this is my wheelhouse is helping people prepare a 72-hour kit and what that could look like. If you were to go to Angel Studios or perhaps you wanted to go to YouTube, there is a new show coming out, or if it hasn't come out yet, it's coming out. It's called Homestead. And you can check out the pilot to that. I would love you to watch that. It's going to be a seven minute or so pilot. There's a shorter one, but I want you to watch this, the seven minute one, because it's going to show you if there was an EMP or something were to happen to our air quality what are we doing what are we grabbing what what's it going to be like it's it's really a show that puts into real time what a family might be going through if there was an EMP attack and one of the things in that pilot that they were really dependent on was their to go bags they were so grateful that their i think it was an uncle who had packed them this bag and they had it in their closet they just grabbed it and knew to grab it in an in emergency and it had water in it it had some food in it so they felt like they were going to be okay as they were trying to get to a place of safety, which was at another family member's house up in the mountains somewhere. And this this movie took place in California to kind of show you what would happen. So I first and foremost like to look at the bag itself. What bags do I use for my 72 hour kits? Well, for the adults in my family, we use a 40-liter waterproof bag, the brand I like is on Amazon, and it's called PC Fun, P-I-S-C-I-F-U-N. It's a waterproof bag that you can wear multiple ways. You can strap it across your body. Um, You can wear it as a backpack or just carry it from different angles because it's got different handles on it, but it's deep and it carries a lot of different things. And so I really like these bags because nothing's going to get ruined. should there be a flood or you have to set it down in some water, everything will be protected and dry. There's even a case for your cell phone. Your cell phone's not going to work by the way, but you might have some things on there you'll be able to access like your flashlight if it's charged up and you have a way to keep it charged. Okay, so I like the the waterproof bags, 40 liter for the adults. And I think it's about a a 30 liter for the kids right around there. That is a good bag to keep on hand. And so when it comes to packing your own gear, like you're going to put this thing on if there's a disaster and you've got to get out, you've got to think lightweight. So what are the lightweight items? Um, What are things I can put in my bag that aren't going to weigh me down? And that's what I think about. So that's why when I'm packing food in my in my 72-hour kits, I go for the freeze-dried foods. If the average freeze-dried meal contains 500 calories, you would need approximately 9 to 12 meals to meet your caloric needs for 72 hours. So this is why I, I just can't fit all of that in one bag. I fit like maybe three. And then I have these grab-and-go buckets for each member of the family that I just get from Costco. And it's like having a 72-hour kit. It's got like a month's supply or something of just freeze-dried food and meals for family members. So if you were to get one for each member of your family, have that on hand, and your bug-out bag, your to-go bag, your 72-hour kit, you would be sitting pretty good, okay? Now, we got to talk about water. How much water does a person need for 72 hours, well, it's recommended that one gallon of water per person per day is what somebody would need. However, a lot of people say two gallons of water per person per day for cleaning and washing and hygiene and drinking and whatever. That would be ideal. We can't carry that much in our bag. And so that is why I recommend you put one water bottle in there so you have instant water access. Um, you also have a camel bag that maybe you can fill up quickly or well, you can keep it full already if you want to um, and just treat it with some a list like a little drop or two of bleach you know to keep the bacteria from growing in it but a camelback backpack in addition to your to go bag your 72 hour kit would be awesome just one little bottle of purified drinking water and then I like to put a life straw if you don't know what a life straw is it's a straw that you can actually put into any water and it will filter out all the bacteria and and gross stuff growing in water so you can just drink the water and the life straw will last you several years per person so it's a good investment and i think they even sell them at costco four pack for like maybe 40 or 50 bucks so it's worth investing in some life straws and then i keep five gallon jugs of water in my garage so i have stored water if, we're, if I know when you're we can get out on the roads and we're going to be gone a while, I might pack a couple of those five-gallon jugs with me in addition to our 72-hour kits, which have clothes in it and such, okay? But <clears throat> you also want to be thinking about a pack for your pet. So if you have a dog or a cat, they do have packs for pets, if you go to www.prepforemergencies.com, you will see packs for pets there. But you can create your own. You're going to want to put some kind of food and water in there. I'd put some freeze-dried food for sure. This is a pack that your animal should be able to wear. Um, their are medications if they need any. A first aid kit in there. A leash and harness. Maybe some comfort items for your dog. Some waste bags. Um, light and reflective gear. And some contact information. Okay, that would be a good thing to put in a pack for a pet. And if it were me, I would consider investing in a utility wagon, particularly one that folds up so you can just throw it in your car because people aren't going to want to carry their bags for miles and whatever. If you had a utility wagon, you could just pull the wagon, put everyone's pack in there. And it's just a great thing to have if, if it's hard on your body to carry a bag. So consider investing in a utility wagon too. Um, to throw your bag in. If you, you, you never know. You might be going off-road or long distance and and you need to be walking somewhere, that utility wagon's gonna come in handy for sure. So I wanna show you what's inside the bag. So what we're going what I'm gonna do is just kind of tell you what I've got going inside of my bag here so that you understand perhaps what a basic first aid kit would look like and then what an advanced first aid, or sorry not first aid, a basic 72 hour kit and then an advanced 72 hour kit. So here's our checklist. You ready? You're gonna need an extra change of clothing and underwear in that bag. These are the essentials. Okay, an extra change of clothing and underwear in each bag for each person. Non-perishable food and water bottle in there. Now we just talked about that. You will want a flashlight, batteries, and whistle in that bag. The whistle is for if um, one person gets separated, or perhaps you there's an earthquake When you're in a building and you've got your bag, but luckily, but some you're stuck under something. The whistle's going to help people to find you so you can get out. Fire starter, matches, and pocket knife. That should all be in your bag. A spare key to your car and some cash. They say, you know, the minimum cash to carry is maybe $50, but carry 1s, 5s, 10s, and 20s. Like, break it up. Don't have big bills. So you're going to need that. Toiletry items such as soap, toothbrush, Wash cloth, hand sanitizer, whatever, okay? Put that in there. A basic first aid kit, an emergency blanket, and tarp. Just a little tarp you can fold up. That It's nice to have something if you're on muddy or dirty ground to lay it down and to be able to sit down for a second. But your basic first aid kit is going to be important. Portable phone charger and emergency contact information. That would be nice to have. Now, my portable phone charger is like a solar powered crank radio. So it's like a little radio and you can crank it and it will give you a charge or you can put it in the sun and it will solar power um, your phone up. So getting something like that is probably gonna cost you about 30 to $40 on Amazon. That's about what I paid and it's awesome. Local maps and important documents, all great to have in your kits, in your 72-hour kits, because if your phone doesn't work, you can't get Google Maps. You can't—you got to know where you're going. If you have some local maps and important documents, such as your passport, your birth certificate, your social security cards, your medical documents, um, your will and trust, Maybe some immunization records if you need those. Your pet information, your financial information, contact information, and insurance policies. That's all awesome stuff to have a place for in a 72-hour kit. So those are the basics. Go back through, listen to that again so you understand what the basics are. I would love to provide a link to a checklist, um, to these checklists for you in the show notes. So just, um, FYI, you might check the show notes. If you see that I left you a link there, um, you're welcome. Then you don't have to, Or you just print it off and then you have it there. Okay. I would also go to gilbertprepared.org. That's gilbertprepared.org where when I did the emergency preparedness fair, we all put our notes in there as well. So you might just go and, um, check 72 hour kits on that website and just be amazed and blown away by all the information there. Not just by me, of course, but by many people who had many different kinds of booths like solar power and cooking in an emergency and using your food storage items and medical, all of it. We had some really great booths set up. So here's the, the build on checklist. Okay. You're going to need like a jacket some spare footwear, and some rain gear. You want to be prepared to adapt to changing weather. So if you can throw things in that might um, go along with your different weather patterns where you live, that would be awesome. Tools and equipment. Add essential tools like a multi-tool, some duct tape, some rope, and a small shovel for various practical needs. Comfort and entertainment items. You might want to consider adding items like books, games, playing cards, or comfort items like a favorite stuffed animal or a small comfort blanket for a child. Um, For sure, I would get a ham radio certification, get a ham radio in there, and a solar-powered crank radio to kind of power all that up. And then you want to think about mess kits and utensils for everyone in the family. You may also want a backpack propane stove. You know, those little tiny ones that you can cook on. Those are awesome. Portable shelter and sleeping bag. So if you can get a little tent, you know, fit that in your to-go bag. I don't know how you're going to fit all of this in there. You might need a couple bags, right? Or a container, a large, um, just a large plastic container box that you can kind of put some of the stuff into as well and just load it into your car. As soon as you know there's an emergency, just throw that sucker in there and you are good to go. So that portable shelter and sleeping bag. Upgraded first aid kit with medications, vitamins, and prescriptions. Water purification tablets, your life straws, your filters. All great stuff. Now, some websites you might check out. There's some self-defense items, your weapons, that, and I purchased a flameless lighter here, too, that people just love. Every time I show them it for my 72-hour kit, they're blown away. If you go to catalog.trsdirect.com, you can find that flameless lighter there and some really cool self-defense weapons, which would be great to pack into your 72-hour kit. That's catalog.trsdirect.com. And then there's another website called quakecare.com. That's Q-U-A-K-E-K-A-R-E.com. And there's emergency preparedness supplies and resources for earthquake readiness and safety. Just some really great stuff on that website. I also like fourpatriots.com. That's the number four, the word patriots.com for survival and preparedness products, such as freeze-dried food for self-reliance and patriotic living. And then anything else you need, I just got on Amazon.com. Amazon.com is a great place for emergency prep supplies due to its vast selection, competitive pricing, and convenient delivery. And if you wanted to take some courses or classes um, in emergency preparedness or a certain skill, Maybe even foraging, maybe herbology kind of type stuff. You might go to a website called outdoorcore.com. I'm going to just look that up, and make sure. Outdoor, outdoorcore.com. O U T D O O R C O R E.com. Yeah. So you can learn outdoor skills right online and you're going to want the skills. Okay, you're going to want the skills for sure. So there's archery and bow making on there, there's bird watching, blacksmithing, knife, knives and metalwork, camp craft and woodworking, disaster preparedness, fishing, herbalism, hiking, backpacking, homesteading skills, knife craft and carving, leatherworking and kydex forming, navigation and, and orient orienteering. Outdoor art, outdoor business, outdoor communications, outdoor cooking, wild game, cooking, wild food, cooking, outlanding, off-roading, vehicle repair. So that's cool. Plants, trees, uses, and identification. Primitive technology, rope work and knots, slingshots and slingshot shooting, throwing sports, tracking. Okay, here's one I want to take right here. Trapping. I need to learn how to trap. And here's why I need to learn how to trap. Because think about if there was some kind of crazy EMP or grid going down, what do you think is going to happen when somebody hears a gunfire? And a gun's going to fire because you're shooting an animal to eat, right? Everybody's going to come running. Everyone's going to find where that noise came from. They're going to find your game. So I just think it's smart to learn how to trap. It's a quiet way to learn how to get food and plus if you watch the show alone it's a skill you're going to need to have in the wild urban survival is another course they have water sports and watercraft wild crafting wilderness first aid and hygiene wilderness survival okay so they've got all of those courses, and those courses, you know, they might only range from, you know, $129 to, to maybe $24.99, just some cheaper classes too. So I think their most expensive one here is Wilderness Survival, Urban Survival, First Aid, and Fitness. That one's $249. Not a bad price though. $247 for how to, how to teach two-hour youth outdoor programs at local libraries. Okay, so we've got stuff like that, ham cram radio. So I've got I got my ham license. Um, the ham cram I did that. That's for fifty dollars. How to carve a Smoky Mountain cuxa. So it's like a knife, um, or it's a what is that? It's like a something to drink out of. It looks like. I really don't know what that is. What a cuxa is, but. Um, knife craft and carving camp crafts and woodworking so yeah i mean a lot of these are very doable for pricing so go and take a course on outdoorcore.com and you're gonna just learn how to survive in the wild i just can't wait to take all of them actually i'm really behind on one i need to catch up on and it was it was food storage So I need to go back to that. And just FYI, um, I need to change the name. I have a Facebook page called Crystal Shores Ward Emergency Preparedness. Um, I moved out of the Crystal Shores Ward. So that was a church group I was in. So I need to change the name, but I need to to keep the group. So I don't know what I'm changing that to yet. I'm going to work on that. But I want you to hurry and go over and be part of that group before I change the name and then you can't find it again, but I'll probably just tell you what it is again when I get there. Okay. So that is some great information on 72 hour kits just right there that we've given you. But I do want to, I do want to talk about, you know, why, why we do this. Why a 72 hour kit? The importance of having a 72 hour kit is to ensure preparedness for emergency situations by having essential supplies and resources readily available to sustain oneself and family members for at least three days. In the face of uncertainty, preparedness brings confidence and resilience, transforming fear into empowered action. Empowered action, you guys. That's what we want you to have. So that's why you're gonna start with the basics. You're gonna build on from there. And then you're gonna know about the benefits. The benefits are peace of mind. Because being prepared brings peace of mind and enables you to prioritize the well-being of yourself and your family in challenging situations. Self-reliance. So preparing a 72-hour kit promotes self-reliance, empowering individuals to care for themselves and loved ones during emergencies, reducing dependence on external assistance. And then there's safety and security. Being prepared with a 72-hour kit offers safety and security, knowing you have supplies and plans to address potential risks and disruptions. So here's what I don't want you to forget: don't forget to bring your bag for your pet, don't forget a bag for the car. You might have a to-go bag. That's a whole nother episode we need to do: is to-go bags for the car, a bag for your workplace, and a spare for your neighbor because you know they're not pre- they're not prepping, and that is. Loving your neighbor and being there for your neighbor means you just have one thing ready. It's something to share, something to give, so you're not so stingy with it all. Okay? All right. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode, Sound the War Cry on 72-Hour Kits. If you liked this episode, share it with a friend, rate and review the show, and bring me more topics to talk about at, soundthewarcry at gmail.com. Have a beautiful rest of your day. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the sound, the war cry podcast. If you'd like to learn more about health and wellness and family health and becoming more connected as a family, up leveling your spirituality, head over to my other podcast, healthy families rule and find me there and find 183 plus episodes over there to listen to. Thank you as always for rating and reviewing the show and sharing it with a friend.